0: Welcome to Locked on Grizzlies in what is no doubt, and many of you have already picked up on this, the summer of Peter Edmiston, baby. This is when it's all coming up, Pedro, and we're all just happy to be on the ride, I'm sure. Maybe, some of you, possibly, I don't know, don't really care, because it's the summer of Peter, baby, and we are living right in it, and I hope you're loving it, like I am. Because not only did the Grizzlies draft Jaron Jackson Jr., not only does he start to go crazy in summer league and, you know, let's... Tonight's performance aside, I'm taping this on Sunday evening, right after the Grizzlies got absolutely trounced by the Orlando Magic in a game where everyone, at least wearing a Grizzly uniform, looked hungover, Vegas-style, tired, et cetera. Forget about that. Not only did the Grizzlies do that, but they also signed kyle anderson it's now official Uh, a source confirmed to me that it's done and it is going to be a four-year full mid-level exception for kyle anderson that's 37.2 million dollars for those of you counting that starts at about 8.6 million dollars this year escalating up there are no options in the deal either team or player There is that 15% trade kicker that jumps in. And for those that don't know, trade kicker is simply um, a disincentive to trade the player. If you trade the player, then you are on the hook for 15% of the remaining value of the contract, you being the team that trades him. So the Grizzlies threw that in as kind of a little poison pill for the Spurs to try to make sure that they wouldn't match the deal. Uh, But now the Grizzlies have to inherit it, and, you know, presumably they don't really care about that. Uh, They would like to keep the guy, but, you know, if you have to trade him, it could be a little bit of a problem for you. Financially, just another little pain. That's just the way it works. Anyway, Kyle Anderson, now a Grizzly. Now, for those of you that are longtime listeners to me, not so much on the pod, because the pod wasn't around then, but on my radio show or follow me on Twitter or what have you, uh, you know I... Really loved Kyle Anderson coming out of the draft, absolutely loved him, and uh, and still do. You know he's he's such a um, he's such a unique player, and he's my kind of player in the sense that he's just got a super high awareness level. Guy is just a really smart player, really kind of does a lot of little stuff to help his team. And, you know, I I know that the numbers don't pop out in much the same way that, you know, when you saw Jaron Jackson and you look at the college numbers and they didn't pop out and you think, oh, I mean, is the initial reaction, this guy sucks? Because there's a lot more to the game than that. So with Kyle Anderson, you know, one of the reasons the Grizzlies want to get him is because, look, they need somebody to jump in and uh, certainly they need a wing right out of the gate. He's an unconventional one. But he's a very effective one. And if you've if you watched Kyle Anderson over the last few years, uh, certainly this past year especially, you've seen the growth, the development that he's had. And it really started to bear uh, a lot of fruit last year for the Spurs in the middle of a really tough season for them. I mean, that was, you know, obviously, the Kawhi stuff overshadowed everything. But you don't have Tim Duncan. You've got uh, Greg Popovich, uh, who uh, was uh, you know dealing with the illness of his wife, and then ultimately her passing, and that uh, just uh, just a whole bunch of stuff. Um, it, it was a tough year, injury wise, everything else. And Kyle Anderson's num- his minutes essentially doubled from the year prior, and all the stats across the board obviously went up because he played more minutes, but also he was far more effective. You're talking about a guy that you know shot 53% from the field. He's not a standstill shooter. He's not a catch and shoot three point guy. He's not a conventional guy like that. But if you look at what the Grizzlies are trying to do, um, you know, and listen, I've, I've Lord knows I've criticized the front office, I've criticized the team. Uh, I still think there's a lot of work that has to be done. But I can appreciate the idea behind this move. I can appreciate what they're trying to do here. And that's, you know, that's the, the, the idea I've always asked for. The one thing that I've always wanted is just a plan just a, just something you know an idea what are you doing and this was a there's a plan here there's a plan in place I don't know if it'd be my plan but it does involve a lot of the players I like I will say that but the idea to kind of dial up the defensive intensity but not only that I think, I think that's 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 part of it but really if you're asking me the the bigger idea is that Anderson is a talker on the court. Same thing of Jaron Jackson. Marcus was very vocal about needing more leaders, more talkers, guys that can you know be quarterbacks out there. And when you're going to have a defense that's going to require a lot of movement, and switching, and a lot of reads, you need guys out there that can do that and that are that are really affirmative in doing that. They're not just going to wait for somebody else. They're going to go out there and do it themselves. The, Kyle Anderson's that guy. He can absolutely do that, was a big part of that. And not only that, but uh, on the offensive end, it's it really emphasizes the kind of stuff that J.B. Bickerstaff has talked about. And that I think you're seeing from the staff the idea that you want a lot of movement, a lot of player movement, a lot of ball movement, uh, a lot of continual. You've seen it really, at least in the first – few games of summer league you saw bits and pieces of it. I don't think you saw much of it against the Orlando Magic. That was just a bunch of really bad guard play. But you saw guys moving you saw you know some of the things that they're going to do and and I think you know Anderson fits in beautifully with that because what he what he does is he facilitates, man. He's just a, he's got great vision. He's got a tremendous handle for a guy his height. I mean, the guy is 6-9. Uh, with a 7'3 wingspan, but he handles the ball extremely well. Gets it low, has these in and out dribbles that are really hard to deal with. You know They call him slow-mo and he is extremely deliberate in his movements, but a lot of times that can be beneficial. He's got amazing ability to set his teammates up. So you're going to see the Grizzlies be able to roll out some extremely long lineups with a lot of guys that have uh, a high level of awareness, that's going to be beneficial for Mike Conley, who you know is going to be able to have a lot more space with a lot longer guys out there that are distracting, that are drawing, that are dishing. That should open things up nicely for him, uh, potentially for Wayne Seldon, Dylan Brooks, you know, whoever else is playing uh, out uh, along with those lineups. You could even go extremely big and try, you know, Omri Caspi, Chandler Parsons, you know, one of those two alongside Kyle Anderson, Jaron Jackson. Uh, You know, some have suggested even going, you know, super big and playing one of those guys as a two. I think that's probably a bridge too far, but you can definitely get creative with some of the lineups that you throw out there. And I think the lineups with Jaron Jackson as a center, eventually are going to be really fun. If you throw Anderson out there it's a three, Caspi or Parsons at the four, Jaron Jackson's the five, you know, those are lineups that can be uh, really tough to deal with in in a best case scenario. The thing with Jackson, um, you know, he's got a long way to go, but Anderson at the age of 24 matches a little bit that timetable that you're looking at with the 18-year-old Jaron Jackson. You know, Anderson with a four-year deal at the age of 24, you're, you're getting still, you know, early, right before the prime, and into the prime. That still matches with a longer-term scenario. It still matches with a kind of a shadow rebuild that I've talked about with this team. Even if things don't necessarily go well this year, um, for whatever reason, you're still tracking towards building something bigger. And I think that's where the signing to me is especially effective because you're you're trying something out. You're you're rolling the dice, and this is something I don't know the Grizzlies have always done. You know they they've they've made some wild risks, but this is a little more of a lower tier risk. This is a more pragmatic risk. This is not a Chandler Parsons, the hell with it kind of deal. This is a a more understandable. Situation, and even the people that don't love the contract, understand it. It's not so outlandish as to be ridiculous. The Spurs, because of where they're at tax wise, if they were to match with the other restricted free agents, they've still got to deal with. Also, you know, this Kawhi thing is is hanging over their heads, and I I just think, I think amid all of that, they just they really couldn't. They really couldn't quite bring themselves to pay more than they felt like they should for Anderson. I, whether that will be a mistake or not, time will tell. But it was interesting that that was the approach that they took. I think the Grizzlies did a good job of structuring it and putting that full mid level out there. That was a that was a level where the 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 spurs it was right on the edge. It was right on the edge. they they, they probably. You know, 55, 45, something like that. It was a very, very close call for them. And ultimately, they decided, you know, not to match. So, with Kyle Anderson in the fold, like I said, the the mindset, what you're seeing is um, not only the grit and grind stuff, because I don't know that Anderson's not really a prototype grit and grind guy. He is a defender. He certainly is one of the better defenders in the league. And some of that has to do with the fact that he played for the Spurs, no doubt. That that certainly will affect anybody's defensive performance, typically for the positive. But even if you just go watch, and I've watched a lot, because I mean, I, you know, he's my guy. If you watch the way he plays and you watch how disruptive he can be, um, it's 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 a it's a it's a powerful weapon when it's utilized properly. He's not the strongest dude in the world, um, though. I think he's get get a little stronger last year. Um, but he's, he's a really resourceful defender. That will help. I think one other thing that's interesting, too, is his, he's got a pre existing relationship with um, Chad Forcier, the assistant coach, came from San Antonio, who worked with Anderson his first couple of years in the league. That certainly helps. Um, I think the fact that he's going to a situation in a team that values him in a big way, that should help. I don't know that you're going to get much more offensively, probably a little, um, but at least you know in terms of his scoring. But the Grizzlies are are doubling, tripling down on stopping other teams from scoring, and you know in this climate, listen, it's at least it's something different. I I, I don't know that it's going to work. I don't know that anything they could do would work with the competition that they're dealing with right now. But I, I can't fault them for. Picking an approach and actually following it up and going that that way over and over and over again, you know, not just saying you're going to do something and then doing something else. They're actually, you know, doing what they said they were going to do. I, whether it's the right decision or not, uh, I happen to think it is. Like I said, it's the summer of Peter. I don't know what else I've asked for. Shooters. Probably could use another shooter. We'll see how this goes. Uh, a few little details too of the signing. Uh, the Grizzlies are hard capped now. Um, that puts them means they can't possibly go over one hundred twenty-nine point seven million dollars to any point. Not that they would. Uh, that would take them well over the luxury tax. They will never pay luxury tax, so not really a relevant point. But it is technically true. Uh, the Grizzlies are at fifteen players now and uh, still have yet to sign Javon Carter. This signing also means that Javon Carter cannot get more than two years because the Grizzlies do not have a mechanism to sign him for a longer than two-year contract. So normally they like to put that little three-year deal down the way they've done with Deontay Davis and Ivan Rabb, but you know Carter won't get that. And I mean, looking at the way things have gone in summer league, um, that may not be the worst thing in the world. He's uh, certainly on the offensive end, still very much a work in progress. You're seeing some good things defensively, but uh, i i it you know, was you know not he was not my absolute favorite pick at that spot and i think the the jury's still pretty strongly out we shall see he will be on the roster though as far as the rest of the team goes um yeah you know kobe Simmons has shown some improved scoring definitely looks better looks an improved player throughout summer league was Last couple of games in Vegas, he's gotten a little too shot happy, and uh, has not really even thought about setting up his teammates. And that's that's probably because he's not a point guard. He's really he's really a two, um, which uh, that, I don't I don't know how that's going to work with his size and uh, just just not a not a big dude um, strength wise. So, you know, we'll see how that plays out. And he's going to be on a two way contract this year. So yeah, there's no there's no urgency to move him to the main roster, and he won't be moved to the main roster. You'll see a lot of him in South Haven, and rightly so, for the for the hustle this year, and maybe in, in some for the Grizzlies, you know, as part of that two way contract. Um, Deontay Davis, you know, I, I'm told that folks within the organization are are not necessarily as alarmed with Deontay Davis's performance as a lot of. Fans are. Uh, they they think, you know, he's he's okay at this point. Not not it's not certainly not panic mode. I'm not sure they're like overwhelmed or super excited or anything, but um, it's certainly not panic mode uh, at FedEx Forum when it comes to Deontay Davis. I, I I don't I think he's very much expendable at this point. Uh, but I mean honestly, I think Drell Martin's more expendable. So Deontay may survive just because of that because uh, I just don't at this point now, especially with Anderson in the mix now, another guy with size forward, playing that three. that you saw Jarrell play some, and I, you know Jarrell's a four uh, all day long, but they got plenty of those too. I, I just think Jarell's extremely expendable at this point. And uh, he, he would be my favorite right now to to get cut. Technically, Andrew Harrison's contract is not guaranteed until January 10th, so you know, it would be the cheapest cut would be Harrison, but I still think there's a role for him to play too. So I would not expect that to happen going forward. Um, I thought that of the rest of the guys, uh, Ivan Rab has been okay. Not not great, not horrible, has had moments, um, but overall certainly doesn't pop the way that you might have hoped at this point in his career. Still plenty of work for him uh, left to do. Yeah, nobody else that's that's on the roster. I mean, Wayne Seldon, you know about Wayne Seldon. Don't really have to um, talk too much about him. He's he's extremely good. He sat out a lot of games, and, and there's not much left for him to prove, really. Uh, so he can he can do that. If he wants to, uh, they, ultimately the guy's a made man, and he's going to be uh, playing probably a lot of minutes, health, health permitting for the Grizzlies this year, so there's really nothing left for him to prove. In summer league, he's done perfectly fine You know when he's been in there. Everybody else that's out there, I mean, DJ Steffens is like the most fun summer league player. Love watching him in summer league. Uh, he is awesome. Every summer league should have a guy like that on the roster. Not that there's a whole bunch of DJ Steffens floating around. Uh, you know, he's not going to make a, an NBA team, but – man, the dude is unreal with the athleticism and the things that he does are just spectacular. So between him and then Jaron Jackson blocking all those shots at the end of the Pistons game uh, on Saturday night, it was uh, that was a fun game. Uh, much more fun than the Sunday night game, which was miserable against the Magic. Um, nobody else on the team on that summer league squad is going to make the Grizzlies. Some may make the hustle, possibly, but uh, that would be about it, so... Not really too much else to discuss when it comes to them. We'll continue this week and break down what happens from here with the Grizzlies now that Kyle Anderson is officially in the fold. I've waited so long to say that. I've waited so long to say that, guys. Kyle Anderson officially in the fold. He joins the Grizzlies on a four-year full mid-level exception deal. Thanks so much for listening to Locked on Grizzlies. Have a great Monday, everybody. We'll talk again soon.